technological world and Blaine Kylo is Vancouver's coolest dad hanging out with us here, um, gaming gadgets and so much more. Um, I think the direction I got it right. I'm pretty sure I did because you're over that way in North Vancouver, but right? You just said you just said you were in downtown Calgary. If you can see oh. my house from downtown Calgary. Did I say Calgary, downtown Calgary? Really good vision. Yeah. Oops. Downtown Vancouver. downtown Vancouver. There's nothing diagonal about Calgary. I can tell you that much. Everything there is every street is square. Um, downtown Vancouver is on the same grid as Calgary. It's just, it's tilted out 15 degrees. So north, what well, everybody calls is north is kind of not exactly north. It's, we, it's just skewed a little bit. But when you get to downtown, like as I've known downtown Vancouver, I mean, that's like that little, little pockety island piece. That's all on an angle. It's like 45 degrees, the whole thing. You can't tell which way I'm yeah, going. But it's, but it's still a grid. Well, it's a grid. Yeah. Just like, just like Calgary. <laughs> But it's on a 45, and I don't know which way I'm going. I don't know about you. That doesn't make any sense. Anyway, it's beautiful. I love it. And Blaine Kyle is here all the time uh, with the gadgets and the gaming and so much more. Um, let's get started here because we have a story about Vancouver that gets you uh, in your story list first. It's Kabam! Kabam, Vancouver developer of the Marvel Contest of Champions Battle Realm Brawl, which is a mobile, free-to-play mobile game in the Marvel Universe. We talked a few weeks ago about this worldwide competition that Kabam was doing, and you probably didn't get to Vancouver in time to watch the finale that happened in Richmond over the weekend, but they have crowned a world champion in Battle Royale Brawl. It's Finnish gamer and streamer Fintech, whose real name is Arto Ralavesi. He beat Mexico's Pepe in a best-of-five tournament to close out a weekend celebrating this free-to-play mobile game developed by Vancouver's Kabam. Now, just prior to the celebration, Kabam revealed a new hero that they're bringing to this game. Chilth is a First Nations hero it was actually created by a team of indigenous people that Kabam brought in to consult and to design this new character. So Chilth is a new hero that joins the game in November. And they also announced Alliance Raids, which is a new game mode coming next year, which has got three different players cooperating to battle bosses. Now, Battle Realm Brawl is kind of a blend. It's, it's a kind of a card collector game, and you collect your heroes in card format but then you actually put them into battle against other players and against the computer systems. And so it's a fighting, brawling game as well as a strategic card game. Hmm. Very interesting blend of different styles, all built here in Vancouver by Kabam. How do they make money when they do it free-to-play like that? Upgrades? Upgrades is one way and. You'd be amazed at how many people will pay for uh, different cosmetics, oh, so I know. different variations V-bucks. of their characters. It's this, it's the same kind of thing. So you can you can play for free, but you can get certain upgrades that you'll pay for or that you can earn by playing. But really, it it's about you know I want my character to have a different look, or I want this art style on my character, or mm. I want to have this flashy thing happen when my character does this thing. It's the cosmetics that uh, people don't mind paying money for. People pay money so their imaginary computer machine person can look differently, have cool clothes, basically. It's not, it's not for everybody, but you'd be amazed. I yeah. mean, there are companies that live off of exactly that 
It doesn't say much about society and our, just our need for vanity. I mean, I get loving your game. That's cool. But that doesn't say much for vanity. Oh, my goodness. Um, but, hey, good for business. It is the biggest of the entertainment businesses. So whatever they're doing, it's working. Um, Fortnite, speaking of uh, all these things, isn't V-Bucks from Fortnite? Is that right? Yeah, V-Bucks is a Fortnite. Excellent segue. Um, Alan Wake is not Fortnite, but Alan Wake is going to be in Fortnite. Now, Alan Wake is a game that was released in 2010 by Remedy Entertainment. It was a really interesting adventure. Alan Wake is an author, and the whole, in, in the game, the author was kind of getting confused between what was the book he was writing and what was the reality he was experiencing, and the whole game was about the blurring of reality and narrative in this book. Very meta. Well, Alan Wake 2 is about to be released, and because it's been 13 years since that first game, Remedy thought that everybody would benefit from a previously on look into the first game. Well, they've built that in Fortnite. And so you can actually go into Fortnite, another free-to-play game. You can go in there for, for just by registering an account. And you can actually go into what's called Alan Wake Flashback. And it's an experience built within Fortnite that will actually get you up to speed on the events of the first Alan Wake so that you're ready to play Alan Wake 2 when it releases on October 27th. And then on October 26th, just a few hours before that game launches, Alan Wake will become a playable character in the main Fortnite Battle Royale experience. Really interesting way of leveraging an existing platform. And I should say one of the reasons that this came up, I'm sure, is because Epic, which is the developer and publisher of Fortnite, funded the development of Alan Wake 2. So there is a synergy here between developer and publisher, but a really interesting exploration of a way to remind people about an older game to prepare them for a sequel uh, by building that experience inside another game. You know what amazes me about that is uh, in this sort of drop world of this you know new character arriving at a specific time. And this is something we've chatted about here on The Shift, is that when we go backwards in time with television, for example, right? Um, forced TV tuning, you know, 9 p.m. Friday for your favorite show or the, you know, the finale of Seinfeld or something like that. They, they all, all the TV companies, they said, you know, people don't want to be forced to tune into things. They want to be able to have access. So that's where Netflix and you can watch your shows anytime and on demand and all that came about. But if you actually look at today's world, that I find that those TV shows, now that you can have access all the time, anytime, people are more meh about it. And when you look at retail, as Ryan shares with some of his retail segments, young people in particular, when there's a drop of new items that happens at 9 o'clock on Thursday, they try to sell it out right away, and people are waiting online, much like when concert tickets go on sale, to click their way to get their product. And video games are doing it not only with the release of a video game, a metaphorical lineup at the Apple Store for, for an iPhone, but they're doing it with... They're doing it completely with just characters and, like you said, just add-ons for vanity for your thing. And so yet this on this instant pre-programmed scheduled arrival time of these products seems to be the secret. We've kind of gone backwards in time for this, this programmed life again. It's amazing what they've done. 
we like to have events that we can get excited about and we can anticipate. And even though games in particular are designed to keep you in those worlds, one of the ways that developers can keep you coming back to them is by creating reasons for you to be excited and eventizing character drops or new releases or new functionality or new cosmetics is one mm. way that they can do that. Yeah, and we started to see it with TV shows, right? They they release one a week. You can watch it anytime, but it releases on Thursday at 5, right? So it's interesting how the marketing manipulates us. And at the same time, we subscribe to this exact notion too. Blaine Kylo's here. Solocore.com. Do you want to just get started with a clip for Hellboy? Yeah, let's listen to this. So what are we dealing with here? Four psychic spikes measured at over 180 BPUs. Your job is to find possible links between the spikes before they cause any further repercussions. (laughs) That's a fun word. It goes nothing. So is this basically like the movie of Hellboy that we saw, for those who aren't into the, the comics and all the things, sort of based like the movie into game form? Absolutely not. This is a completely original story. So Hellboy, for those who don't know, is a creation of Mike Mignola, who is a comic artist and writer. And Hellboy has existed in a couple of different movies. Ron Perlman played Hellboy at one point. And the guy from um, that other show that I can't remember the name (laughs) of, the detective, the the cop from the Netflix show. Oh, I'm no help for you there with actors, buddy. Oh, Jono's got it. What was it, Jono? David Harper. David Harper. Harper. There we go. Hmm. He was also Hellboy in a movie that did not do very well. It kind of flopped. And Hellboy's been in a couple of different games before. This is a completely new experience. Web of Word. It's W-Y-R-D. Sort of, it's uh, Scandinavian. It's pronounced Word, not weird like you might think. This is actually a really great game for Hellboy to appear in. The voice that you heard there was the um, actor Lance Riddick, who sadly passed away uh, earlier this year. And he just injects Hellboy with exactly the right amount of sarcasm um, for, for the character. Now, Hellboy works for the Bureau for Paranormal Research and Defense. And so all of these stories that Hellboy appears in are all about sort of weird supernatural things. And that's exactly what's happening here in Web of Word. He is in this environment that is either constructed from human folklore or is the source of human folklore. It's not really clear. Um, It's a rogue light. And so it's a game where you'll go into procedurally generated levels. They'll be different every time you go in. And your objective is to play through as far as you can, picking up power-ups along the way. Some power-ups are permanent. Some power-ups are temporary. They only exist for that, that level that you're in. And when you die, you go back to the central area And if you didn't complete the level, you have to redo that level again before you can proceed with the story. Available for Nintendo Switch, PS4 and 5, Windows, Xbox One and Xbox Series X and S. A really interesting, fun game that puts you into the shoes of Big Red and his hand, which has got a really interesting name, The Right Hand of Doom. 
Uh, that sounds better than starting Mario Brothers over and over and over again. Blaine Kylo is here. Quickly, we only have a quick second, though, but I, the Apple Pencil, for those who are artists, they've got a new version of that coming out, don't they? They do. This is the stocking stuffer for all the iPad owners in your life. The new Apple Pencil, is it costs less. It's only $109. Most of the same functionality as the more expensive Pencil. It works with any iPad that has a USB-C port for charging. And it even has, if you've got an iPad Pro with the M2 Apple Silicon chip, the new Pencil actually has that hover feature um, so that you can actually make things lighter or darker depending on on how hard you press uh a really excellent stocking stuffer the new apple pencil comes out in november yeah don't be surprised for artist people so many uh use those digital pencils especially the apple pencil to create some beautiful things so for the artist in your life good idea there blaine kylo thank you sir all right we'll see you next week and have fun in vancouver